Now, Hunter's laptop from hell was not Russian disinformation. It still isn't. The FBI has had it in its possession since December of 2019 and has authenticated it as real and valid for use in court. In court! The Dirty 51 are grasping at straws to try to justify their interference in the 2020 election. It wasn't the Russians. It was Trump-deranged former CIA management who felt any means justified the ends if they could stop Trump winning a second term. But now... As the laptop is augmented by whistleblower receipts and witness testimony, and as House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer unravels the complex web of corrupt foreign payments to the Biden family, the president's Praetorian Guard is desperate. They are drowning in evidence of corruption while blurbing, there is no evidence. Russia is all they have. The joke is on Biden's media handmaiden still pushing Joe Biden's absurd lies. No, the laptop is not a Russian plant, as he claimed. And yes, Joe did talk to Hunter about his overseas business dealings. Heck, he did a lot more than talk. He made himself available for breakfast, lunches, dinners, coffees, and pleasant chit-chat on the speakerphone with Hunter's foreign benefactors, all to oil the wheels of the family business, which was selling access to him as he well knew. Look after my boy, he told Kremlin-backed oligarch Elena Baterina and her husband Yuri Luzkov, the corrupt former mayor of Moscow, when Hunter activated the speakerphone at a Russian restaurant in Brooklyn called Romanov on May 4th, 2014. They sure did. Just three months earlier, Baterina had wired three Point five million dollars to Rosemont Seneca Thornton LLC, the firm co-founded by Hunter, his best friend in business, Devin Archer, Jer- John Kerry's stepson, Chris Hines, and Jimmy Bulger, nephew of mobster Whitey Bulger. <laughs> the latest campaign chapter of Joe's speakerphone diplomacy on behalf of Hunter's finances comes courtesy of Jason Galanis, a former business partner of the first son who was serving 14 years in jail for his part in the $60 million Berman securities fraud. Archer and two other Burnham executives were convicted over the scheme. Hunter was vice president of the company, but was deemed by prosecutors in the Southern District of New York to have had no involvement in the fraud. And Archer was not asked one question about him. Galanis, who testified to Comer's committee from an Alabama jail on Friday, says he offered to provide the prosecutors evidence of Hunter and Archer's alleged involvement. The offer was rejected by the prosecutors. Their strategy was intended to protect Hunter Biden and ultimately Vice President Biden, he said. Galanis recalls being stunned when Hunter put his dad on speakerphone with the Russians. Hunter called his father, said hello, and hold on, pops, then put the call on speakerphone and said, I am here with our friends. I told you we're coming to town and we wanted to say hello. It was clear to me that this was a prearranged call with his father meant to impress the Russian investors that Hunter had access to his father and all the power and prestige of his position. The call to Joe was part of a well-established pattern in the Biden family business, as testified to by Archer and by Tony Bobolinsky. The then VP was not just the brand his son and brother sold, but the in-person deal closer held out to foreign partners as a potential board member and potential equity owner. Galanis testified that in August of 2014, Hunter angled for a post-vice presidency board seat for his dad on the Burham Joint Venture with Harvest Fund Management, a $300 billion Chinese financial services company. 
His claims need to be tested. But Democrats sneering at Republicans for taking testimony from a convicted felon ignores the fact that Hunter associated with a lot of shady characters. Galanis alleges he is the victim of a pattern of retribution by the DOJ after he submitted information implicating Hunter in December of 2020, after which he was sexually assaulted by prison staff in Pensacola, Florida. What? Okay. Which brings us to Smirnov, 43 years old, the Ukrainian-born, Russian-speaking, Israeli-American dual national who has spent almost half his life in the U.S. and has been one of the FBI's highest-paid informants for the past 14 years. So determined is the federal government to keep him in jail after he was released by one judge in Nevada. Prosecutors convinced another judge that he was a flight risk and had him arrested at his lawyer's office. He is due in court Monday in Los Angeles. I hope that's today, not next Monday. So the facts may become clearer, but there are key discrepancies between the indictment and what Smirnov told his FBI handler in 2020, as recorded in the infamous Form 1023 that Senator Grassley released last year. You know about this, right? This is the guy who said that he heard that Joe Biden and Hunter each received $5 million uh, from oligarchs in Ukraine, I believe, associated with Burisma. Now, the FBI knows that on Form 1023s, all kinds of information comes, right? They bent over backwards saying, this is unverified information. This is unverified information. And all this information, some of it is coming to us from crooks and terrorists and mobsters. Okay, fine. You... you you said that as justification as to why we can't have the name. Now that we have the name, you're quibbling about what he said. You're doing exactly what FBI policy says you're not allowed to do. You outed the guy for one. And then you bend over backwards trying to say, this, this alleged bribe happened in 2017, not 2015 or 16 like he said, because he did not travel to meet Associate 2 until 2017. And therefore, Joe Biden was no longer vice president. Ergo, he was unbribable. Huh? They say because this guy said, in the 1023, Smirnoff says Joe Biden received a bribe in 2015 or 2016. Now, they say it's impossible for him to have heard that information until 2017. Therefore, it can't be true because Joe Biden was no longer vice president after January 20th of 2017. Uh, what if he was, first of all, I can blow that sky high. People get years confused all the time, especially if we're talking eight or nine years ago, right? And the other thing is, um, well, let's pretend that he did not get paid till 2017 and Joe Biden is an ex-vice president. They can still get things done for people, right? Ex-vice presidents, very few of them around. I, I said that last week. And uh, maybe, just maybe, he was paid for services already rendered. That's how it works for most people. You don't get paid before the work is done. You get paid after the work is done, right? Most working people. You do two weeks, and then you get a paycheck. Your first day at the job, they don't give you money, right? So it was awkward for Joe to take the money when he was vice president. Anyway, the guy is dirty as hell, and so is the FBI. You guys, you did this to yourselves.